Say that again. What's the sponsor name? Sharky's Four Away, Thirty Four Exotics. Right, yeah, sir. It's a smoke shop out here in San Jose. It's a uh, two six four five Center Road, San Jose. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah, big shout out yes, to sir. Sharkies. Um, he but hey, shout out. What's good with the Burning Tree community? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're back with another episode of a uh, Burning Tree conversation. I'm Killer. To my left is BTC Visuals, as always. Yeah. And uh, today we got a fourth with us. Ev shot that what's part of BTC on? as well. Um, but today we're joined by none other than C Lee. C Legal for the people. C Lee in the yeah. building. Yeah. Man, how's everybody feeling? Man, blessed and highly favored. Y'all ready? Yeah, hell yeah. How uh, we yes, doing sir. today, bro? How's I'm the drive? Good. Uh, it was a, it was wet, like a, a you know a beautiful woman. But you know <laughs> you know we gonna get through it though. We gonna get through yeah. it. No hell yeah. It's a pleasure to have you, bro. For real. Like thanks for pulling up. Oh man, god, anytime, man. Anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but let's just let's get right into it, bro. Um, so typically I like to give a little backstory to the whole you know situation with all our guests. Okay. Uh, where are you from? First off. If you don't uh, I'm from San Francisco, California, born and raised by way of Antioch, California. I'm from Hunters Point, you know, uh, which is southeast San Francisco. But yeah, I'm from Hunters Point, you know, yeah, San okay. Francisco, by way of okay. Antioch. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I mean, how, how is it out there? I mean, we're going to get more into like the backstory and everything like that, but but how is it growing uh, up the, out there? You know, the point is poverty stricken, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it's a lot of community. It's a lot of love. It's a lot of lessons to be learned. But Culture. yeah, the point, yeah, the point is, uh, yeah, the point is, the point is dangerous. I'm just going to be honest. The point is, is a dangerous place. Like, you know, uh, a mistaken identity can happen if you in a, if you just in a wrong, if you can just walk across the street and, you know what I'm saying, you, your ops can be there. I ain't no gangbanger, but, you know. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bullshit, but it's love. That's the best way to put it. It's, right. it's, a, it's a lot of bullshit, but it's a lot of love. So that's what the point is. I love the point taught me a lot. Y'all going to see a lot of that come out of me in this interview, in this conversation. Y'all going to see a lot of that come out of me in this conversation. Absolutely. And you know what, real quick, can you tilt that up a little bit? The, the mic, my fault. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> but yeah, I like, I like to give a, a little bit of a backstory because, I mean, even with all of our different backgrounds and shit, like, we all have one common goal. You know what I mean? I like to just hear everybody's different, you know. Absolutely. You know, backstory back, back. and all that. But um, so yeah, I mean, you're obviously a pretty well-known figure. I mean, in this in this area, uh, I, I would say so. It's all right. I still got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I know, I know, I know, I know what you mean. But I, I would agree with that statement for sure. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people. I mean, if I just say Lee, they're gonna know who you are. But but let's let's yeah. take a dive more into before you were this figure that you are now. Like, because uh, because we'll get into you know your hosting and, and your you know mm -hmm. things that you do. But uh, what were your like early aspirations? What was growing up like? What was what were things that you were into? You know, like a lot of like a lot of kids in poverty stricken community. I wanted to do the sports thing. I sure. thought that's what I liked because that's all you see. Mm. Oh, you see, y'all want me to get deep? Oh, I'm not, I'm not gonna get ignorant yet. I'm gonna get deep. Okay. okay. Um, when in a poverty stricken community, a lot of people you don't really see much, so you do what you see. And I only seen athletics, so I wanted to do the hoop thing early on in life. I used to play basketball uh, all through the city. I used to play football for the San Francisco Seahawks. You know what I'm saying? Pop okay. Warner team, which is a popular team in San Francisco, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, so I, I I used to do that a lot until I start coming into my own and learning myself and recognize I like I liked owning and operating businesses. I like creating, right. you know what I'm saying. So then after I graduated high school, I kind of uh, I started a clothing brand. I actually had my own shop. I had a store. Okay, you know oh, what I'm real. saying. And uh, it, it, I was pretty successful in the, in the nine two five area. I did I did a lot of numbers. Had people like Jadakiss in my shirts, Waka Flocka, Matt Barnes. You know, it's pictures yeah. of that if you if you follow me on social media. But yeah, so the clothing brand thing and operating a business taught me 
really, you know, what I really like to do. And then from that, I started doing a lot of philanthropy work. I've always did philanthropy work my whole life, but I really recognize philanthropy work is really where my passion at when I start hosting events, uh, you know, for throwing events for people who had lupus or just helping people who needed money for prom and just helping kids. That's really where my heart was at. So yeah, this was, this was me before I became this. I was already doing philanthropy work. I was already hustling as I was, I used to sell bootleg DVDs and porn DVDs and shit like that. Wait, you know what, you, what you mean? Yeah, I used, to I'm be, already I used to be selling when DVDs was a thing. I used to be selling like bootleg DVDs. I the learned new it. movies. Yeah, yeah, out, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Okay, and then okay, when okay. you go to the DVD person who got the big pack that has some pornos in there too, okay, okay. you know what I'm saying. So you'll grab some of them the porno, get the you have that that unzipped thing with all the exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying exactly. So you get up in there and you see the oh the porno. Oh, you want three dollars per DVD? Then you want five dollars for the pornos. All right, boom, let's run it. Right. And I was doing that. And I was hustling. So I tried my I tried my shot at selling weed before, but you know it wasn't for me. Gets a little dicey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, weed thing, the drug thing wasn't for me, man. So I stayed in my square, you know, positive, more legal lane. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, I respect. I respect that. that. I respect that a lot because you know, and I've always said this: people that genuinely do shit for other people, it's a it's a rarity in in life. Oh you know yeah, I mean? of like, course. There's not too many people out there that are doing that. So you know, I always commend that and I always respect that. You know, what man. I mean? In a book called Ego Is the Enemy, it talks about that Facts. being a servant literally opens the lane for you serving others you know what i'm saying that's how you keep your ego in check but also how you create opportunities for yourself by serving others and all my opportunities that i got in life come from serving other people so i i've learned at this point in life keep serving and then the opportunity gonna create itself in serving totally yeah no i mean beautifully said beautifully, beautifully said. said yeah no 100 um but i mean yeah going off that so aspiration wise so you said you started with like a clothing brand mm-hmm. a storefront at one point mm-hmm. um like what was your your first kind of like, what do I say? First venture uh, regarding or, or somewhat related to what you do now. Like, so maybe was it music? Was it uh, like- Great question. That was yeah. a great question, actually. Yeah. Uh, Remedy, Remedy 415, who I shout regard out, as the most out. talented person, underrated person in Northern California history. Let me just, let me just touch on Remedy real Let's quick. Let's talk about it. Not only can Remedy, like he's like, drop it to the clap. He shot that video. Like he's produced hundreds of the top, Bay Area Records made some of the top yeah. Bay Area Records and still producing some of the top Bay Area Records so he can rap, produce, shoot and edit a music video yeah. all while being in a wheelchair and has been doing it at a high level for a long time. I probably shouldn't say this, but he even was just writing for the new Fast and Furious soundtrack. No Man. You know what I'm saying? So I shouldn't even say that. He's going to get mad, but fuck it. It's the truth. <laughs> you know what I'm Shut saying? Up. And he's still hey. producing for all the top LA artists. Draco last song that he re- released when he was alive was on a Remedy beat. Right. So Dude. Remedy has done a lot. That's how I came in the game. Remedy came to my storefront and was supporting my brand. Okay. And then in supporting my brand, we just got to talking right. and I was working under Remedy for like three or four years before I was ever see legal for the people. Right. So I was managing Rem and helping him restructure his brand because Rem, when he met me, he just had twerk chair. And I said, hey, Rem, this is dope. The twerk chair is dope, but you want to be able to somebody to wear this in church. So when I came around, expand, expand. you don't want to just have a grandmother with a wheelchair and a bitch bent over. You can't do that. (laughs) So he switched it up to wheel Classic logo, right? Classic logo. Got the chain. Like (laughs) Remedy started that. Like Remedy did all of that. So when I came in and I helped Rem restructure and then he turned it into Wheel Ones, which became a more universal, positive brand. Love that one, by the way. You know what I'm saying? And then when I came around, he had the hit, Don't Love Me. I know you don't love, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
uh, it's just a lot of different shit. And I worked under Rim for three to four years. A lot of people don't know that, but they think I just came out of nowhere. Nah, I was a student first and I learned under one of the top teachers, right. which is Remedy. That's why I had to really give him his flowers because people don't for some reason. But He's I'm, criminally underrated. Man, uh, not crazy. you know what I'm saying? I, like, I mean, I can't sit here and say that I've known of him for even close to as long as you have, obviously. But I, I kind of... Uh, was put on to him through like Lil Bean. He did a lot of work for Lil Bean. Yeah, yeah. And crazy yeah. producer. I mean, of course, as an artist, he goes crazy as fuck too. Entrepreneur wise, I don't even. I'm sure I don't even know. Going half of before what that, Rim got hits with Roach Gigs. Right. Rim got hits with Jay Stylin. Rim got hits with him and him collabies with him and June for Mozzie. Right. Rim got hits like go back a decade. But yeah. uh, get, I don't know why he don't get the flowers he deserved. But yeah, I studied up under Rim. Rim taught me everything, and he can perform from a wheelchair. Right. Rim can rock a crowd right. from a wheelchair, and and he's it's, it's documented. So, shit. Rim got one of Young T.O. biggest songs. Yeah. On my mama, yeah, I forgot that. Rim produced yeah. "On My Mama" by Young T.O. That's a huge record. Crazy, you know what I'm saying? We so need to yeah. get him on here too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. You know, I mean, that's that's dope, man. I would have never, to be honest with you. I mean, I kind of, I'm not gonna sit here and say I understand why he's underrated because I mean, you can never really say that. I mean, he should be getting more flowers than he is. But it's kind of dope to see that, you know, in the midst of all that, while he's not getting his love, he's still helping, you know what I mean? Giving, giving you opportunities. You guys are working. Like, it's, oh, it's of course. So of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I got a lot of game from Rim. And Rim is who, you know, put the word in for me with uh, companies I work with now, which I know we're going to talk about later. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely glad you brought that up, though. I, I'm definitely like, because that's, that's something I never knew. Yeah, I came up. I came up under Rim. I was a student under Rim for like three to four years. You know what I'm saying? We was we was traveling together. I was going to shows. I was managing. I was learning everything about about this thing called the music industry. And um, yeah, Rim taught me a lot. Like Rim, Rim. Like I'll, I'll give y'all. Uh, I'll give y'all a quick gem. I've learned with working with Rim, the relationship is more important than the money. Totally. And I, I've taught him this, but he taught me this too. Meaning. If somebody trying to book you right for a show or a hosting yeah. and they offering, look, I got $5,000, but you know, you can't make that $5,000 back off your audience, but you know, you can probably make 2,500 back. Sure. I can get 2,500 through the door. I probably can't get five. Don't take the 5,000 because you're going to take the 5,000, only make 2,500 back and ruin the relationship. Right. Say no. Keep your five, give me the 2500 and then we're going to do business like that. I know for sure I can make the 2500 back, and now y'all can build a good rapport and it's build like a good relationship. You kept it real enough with him, too. He's going to exactly. be like, I really like, I respect that, that, I, that you could have, because you could have just fucked me over. You right. could have just completely fucked me over, took my money and ran off, and that happens a lot in this industry right. where people just fuck people over their money. Right. But, you know, uh, I learned that just dealing with just studying up under rim. And, you know, it's a valuable lesson I still use to this day. And that's how you build good relationships. And I've learned a lot of the money I make come from good relationships. Right. People coming back and wanting to do more business. So totally. that's what I learned. That, that's a huge jam. I mean, we, we preach that, too. I mean, it's that's probably come up. That exact or a similar quote has come up probably multiple times with a lot of people, too, is, is valuing relationships over the dollar amount. Just because it's. I mean, quick money. I mean, money comes and goes. Dude. Absolutely. You know I mean? But yeah, the relationships, yeah. once you fuck up a relationship, that first impression, it, it's over with. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely got to double down on that, on that gym. Absolutely. But um, before we move on from the REM topic, too, I just want to kind of know, like, what was, like, the day in the life during that time period? Like, what was the... What kind of like like actual you know specific things were you doing? Was it kind of like maybe you were on some design kind of stuff? Was it more managing? Man, when I was dealing with Rim, we would, and it, it was it was never like the same thing every day because in this industry it's never a same routine every day. Right. But let's say it was a show day. 
uh, we would probably, you know, Rem would probably send me some music. Uh, I don't know if you go this way, go this way. Then we would go over some merch. Like maybe you should go this colorway because the colorway thing is very difficult when you're releasing merch. Right. And then we would go, um, you know, uh, the show, how you execute the show, what's, you know, what, what order you going, what set so you doing. Like- yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like, if it's how many, like how much time you got, is it 15 minutes? Is it 10 minutes or well, how much time you got? And then. What else was going on? Because it's this. Damn, I shouldn't say this. But I'm gonna say it's called. It's called. It's called like the Bay Area Wiggle. So you want to do what you got to do, but who else got a show? Because we want to get in front of more people. So oh, is Sob performing, or is do Sue got a show, or do somebody who who do Mozzie got a show? Can we get on the Mozzie show? Can we wiggle up in there and get on a show? So that was always a thing. Trying to use the relationships, trying to get in more people while we was working, like we was trying to promote the project. You know what I'm saying? Which is called which. And I'm giving an example. The role model album he got. You know. I'm saying you standing up on a chair that was all orchestrated by us but essentially like that was the thing like how to get in front of more people all right what's the new music coming okay is this video shot um what's this merch looking like this was daily and then like who do we need to be collabing with so we can try to like expand the brand who do we need to be working with um how do we who's doing interviews right now who's doing podcasts so that's what it was like daily trying to find shows trying to find podcasts trying to find um new merch ideas that was just every day and we would just sit on the phone and strategize for hours every single day right and it's not it's not easy it's not easy because then you managing somebody and the reality of it is he ain't bringing in hella money and you only get a part of the money he brings in right so i'm working for free for hella long you know what i'm saying and then when empire come and come with a budget you like shit what is empire coming with should we do the empire deal then you got to send over invoices to empire to get the money and all this type of shit like so you going through all of this shit daily and i'm like okay what is this what should we use this for what should you use this for it was just an everyday thing see this is game for us in specific too because we have artists that we kind of manage too and it's like it is a struggle, dude. Those those dog days at the beginning where you're not really making enough cheese to you're not breaking everybody off. Yet. Ab- absolutely, you, you don't have it like that yet. But it take a lot of dedication. You a can't lot. when it comes to managing, you can't half ass manage because this person like this is their life. Their success is you damn feel me based on you. Almost, and with so and what artists like Rim Rim don't work no job. Rim is in a wheelchair, so Rim life is music. Right. So if you gonna manage them. It, your life essentially got to right. be music right. and some people don't have jobs so when people got jobs that eight hours of the day they working but even then as a manager you still got to be working you right. still got to be promoting you still got to be coming up with ideas i just sent rim the other day where i had a whole little list of you know shit that i had written out when i when i uh when it came out with the rollout for his album because a rollout take time right. you got to plan yeah. a rollout then you got to schedule make sure things are released in time for the rollout post and you know like before and after the album drops so it, it's every i can go on for an hour just on that alone no, like totally. it's a lot of work <laughs> right. it's hella work but it's a very teachable moment it teach you a lot about this game it yeah. teach you a whole shit lot about this game I'm sure it can be very fulfilling at the end too. Like, yeah, when you see your when you see your 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 guy be successful, like hell yeah, that shit is a, is fulfilling. But even you <sighs> fucked up part is you can see somebody have success and it's still not hella money. Right. Like you can see somebody get some success and start getting some motion, it's still not hella money. Like right. it costs a lot to live. Yeah. You know what sure. I'm saying? Yeah, like it costs facts. a lot to live. So you can see success. A motherfucker getting hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube and like the song Don't Love Me was a big song when it was when it came out. I know you don't love me. In the video he got it, damn near every artist in the bay on there. 
but it's not generating hella money and you still got to recoup this money that you took from empire right. you still got to make this money back that's you know what i'm pay, saying that song's not paying the bills just right. exactly yeah, yeah. it's a big song and everybody's jamming to it but we still broke right you know what i'm saying so yeah man it was it was it was man it was it was it was a tough time but it's a teachable teachable time now i'm able to give information like this after going through it facts no hell yeah and then i mean going off that too so so once you were you know you had that lock in how long was that period of time that you were working with ram probably like three years or not probably like four years when we but me and rim still work so yeah it's still to this day me and rims we still work okay and, and then so from there what was your next uh i mean let's let's keep it in like the media lane like whether it's your hosting your content creation even just being around music you know having a part uh in anyone's you know uh daily work as far as music goes like what was the next step from there so once you and rem kind of I'm assuming made it less official, like you not managing him or, or helping mm -hmm. him in that way. Like, what was like your next step? What was the next thing that you? Uh, you well, during also during that time, I, I as far as media goes, I had my own live show on my page on Instagram because gotcha. I was working security at nights, so I was going live uh, every night just to trying to get through my shift, oh, going okay, live trying okay. to get through my shift working security. That's why my show started at nine o'clock to this day, oh, even sure. on Thizzler because my security shift started at nine o'clock. Right? Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? So I started. I was working like nine to five and nine to six, and you know what I'm saying? Um, during that time. Shit, I worked at so many different locations because when you work security, you bounce around. But consistently, I was working at a marijuana grow house in Oakland. Shit, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was working at a marijuana grow okay. house in Oakland. You know what I'm saying? Which actually got robbed during the, the looting. But oh, that's damn. a different story we'll talk about later. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But as far as media goes, and my show started popping. My show was popping like as far as the hood goes. Everybody in the hood was watching my show. So we was having topics about hella different shit. You know what I'm saying? Shit that's going on in the media or is this tricking or have you ever had a rough night during sex? Is this tricking? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, we was just talking about I, like, hella you, shit. You were doing podcasts, but just like on live. Yeah. Like, I was oh doing God. podcasts on live. And would you bring like random people on and kind of like chop Yeah, like at first because when Instagram live first started, you couldn't bring nobody yeah, on. Right, so it was just right. me talking. Right. It was just me talking. Then when they allowed you to add one person, then I would add one person and then the show started to grow and grow and grow and yeah. grow and grow. And then, you know, once it got so big, like uh, Rem referred me to Thizzler. Rem was like, look, y'all need to probably fuck with him because he could probably bring some value because he going up right now. Right. It was Rem and my partner, DJ ASAP, who also taught me a lot about the game. Mm -hmm. DJ ASAP is a, is, a, is a big DJ in the Bay. Like, you know what I'm saying? He do his thing. And I used to go to parties and shit with him. So I got to give him credit, too. But DJ ASAP taught me a lot about the game, too. He worked close with DJ A-Man and all that type of shit. But... Um, but yeah, they both, but Rem did it and Amen did, I mean, ASAP did it. They referred me to Thizzler and I took a meeting with Thizzler because when I first went into Thizzler, I wanted to do like a hood to hood type show. Sure, I wanted okay. to go to different neighborhoods and like document what's going on in these neighborhoods because I got a different kind of access than most people at Thizzler got to and go to is, certain places. And, and this is a minute ago, I'm assuming too, like before all like these, like, you know, because of these, these hood videos came out now. Yeah, like, this oh, was way before, I mean? this like, was way before everybody was doing their yeah. thing. This is the show I pitched to Thizzler yeah. before everybody else right. was doing it i did this probably years ago you yeah. know what i'm saying and uh thizzler didn't want to do it because they was talking about a budget or they didn't they didn't want to do it so they had me and they asked me to come in and like edit some videos and help around the office and shit so i tried to do that but that shit wasn't for me that shit is very tedious editing yeah, it take right. a lot of time so that shit wasn't for me so then uh one time they just uh like let's go live and talk about this or talk about the cypher we went live and just had a conversation about something that shit just went up 
You know what I'm saying? The shit just went up and they like, oh shit, we got something here. And we kept doing it, kept doing it. And we are where, where he is today. Actually, I'm going to give y'all something I never told nobody. Let's talk about it. Uh, We love that. I'm going to talk about <laughs> it. So now we do showcases. But when I first started with Dizzler, we was doing talk shows. We okay. It was no rapping at all. We was just having conversation with everybody in the Bay. Gotcha. One time we were supposed to have a show about some shit that I didn't want to talk about. So I said, fuck it. We had, we had scheduled guests to get on and all the shit. Thizzler was pissed. I'm like, fuck this shit. I don't want to fucking hear. I don't want to talk about this shit. Right. So I let people come on and rap. That shit got even bigger than what we was already doing. Okay, okay. So most of the people at Thizzler was pissed, but the owner was like, shit, it worked. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> right, this you shit the, worked. You seen the numbers. You seen the, the, and the, then the we charts just, and shit. Since then, we've been doing showcases. We, do, we, we, we did a couple talk shows since then, and we do them every blue moon. But since then, we've been doing showcases because the showcases just... Well, see, so you, you damn near, that's so funny because you damn near answered the question I was about mm -hmm. to ask you. It's like, as far as the live goes, I mean, I know you're tied in with Dizzler and we'll get into more of this, those specifics too. But regarding the live show, like, so that was basically your idea. Of course. They know that too. Yeah, everybody yeah. know that. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah, that was my idea. 100% was my idea. Dizzler has never had a, a, a original, like a show that lasts this long. Yeah. And they definitely never had a live without the legal man. No, never. <laughs> Fact. Yes, it was for 100% my idea. Yeah, that's dope to hear. I mean, honestly, because... I was kind of curious if it was like they were doing it before because I wasn't super, super tapped in with Dizzler until nah. more like somewhat recently, like to really know like the history behind it. But I didn't know if they were doing that already. And then they saw you a dope host and was like, let's nah. just him or you know what I mean? Nah, hell nah. So that, was that, was me. that was all me. That was all me. Okay. That was all me. I, I got a question. So, for, you know, we're talking about the lives. I kind of want to I kind of want to get into this. Right. So when you're on these lives. Right. And I want to talk about the. Uh, you know, when you bring artists on in specific. Right. Mm -hmm. So sure. what is it? What does it take? What are you necessarily looking for? And like artists for them to be like what are you looking for in like the talent because i know that some like i could definitely tell that sometimes there are some people on there who might not necessarily have like the delivery or something like that or like maybe the it, one of the one of the pieces necessarily aren't there and you can kind of tell you know what i mean is there like a you know what i mean a certain well, like, or uh, again i'm telling y'all too much i shouldn't tell i really shouldn't for one to everybody who's watching this when we do these lives on thizzler Thizzler is actually watching. Everybody who work at Thizzler that's important is watching these shows because they are looking for new talent. Right. Mm -hmm. They're looking for new people to promote and, you know, get on a roster and, and help out. Right. What you what you need as an artist, in my opinion, because everybody, you know, formula is different. You got to have some charisma and confidence about yourself first. Act like you somebody, like have something, like stick out. Present yourself. Don't get on yep. here nervous or acting like you don't want to be here or you're all timid. Showing half your face. Yeah, like, <laughs> like come on here with some confidence and some charisma about yourself. That's first before you even open your mouth up right. because your look matters. Your energy matters. Totally. As an artist, as a human being, even if you're trying to get a girl, you can't get no girl all scared, nervous, right. with no current. You got some confidence and some energy about yourself. After that, have some talent. A lot of people say the same shit over and over again. Even if you're going to say the same shit, have the same subject matter, say it in a different way. Say it and have a different flow. Have something different and unique about yourself that's going to stand out, that's going to make people remember you. Right. So that's what I'll be looking for. Like Have something, some charisma, some energy, and have something to say. or And, and have a story to tell. Right. Have, have a story to tell, and I think you're going to be all right. It's my, my opinion, my thoughts. And, and also then, fix your uh, Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, get that Wi-Fi right, too. Yeah. Definitely get that Wi-Fi right, for sure, for sure. And you your know, audio quality. I was just telling these guys before this, I hopped on the Fizzler Live probably one time. I hopped in there, whatever, got on, and there was like a producer battle or whatever. I was playing a beat, 
And it was like, I could already tell because he was right there next to me on the live hearing it. My shit was coming through like, shit, we have good internet. And it was just like fucked up. I'm like, I already fumbled this shit. (laughs) Man. You fucking kicked me off. (laughs) (laughs) That's damn. That's actually that's actually what we brought here. What we brought you here today for. Come on. (laughs) Talk about it. Yeah, nah, but but okay, that's that's, those are good points. I mean, for anyone watching, if you're gonna get on the Thizzler live. You heard him. I was trying to listen. Have some charisma. Charisma, some confidence, and have something to say. Right. Nobody wants to to deal with somebody with no confidence. Do you ever get a backlash from the people that join a live? Like through DM? All the time. (laughs) What? Every day. It's part of the job. Hell fucking yeah, I get I get a lot of backlash. But the reality of it is, uh, somebody gotta tell somebody gotta tell the truth. Like (laughs) somebody gotta tell you. Somebody has to listen with an unbiased ear. But we all, even me though, somebody got to watch my show with the unbiased, like non-liking for me and tell me where I can get better at. See, Lee, you got to change your background or see, Lee, you too mean or you too impatient, you this. We Nobody's above correction. Nobody's above criticism. And the, the moment you start feeling like that, you already done in life, period. Nobody's above criticism, not even me. And I get criticized every single day. It's just about having thick skin and pushing through. Yeah, no, it's a tough balance too, I would assume, because it's like, because I've seen you in, in plenty of times where people will be like, oh, Seely, you did him dirty. Fuck, Seely, Seely did him cold on that mm-hmm. one, whatever. But then I'll see a different live of you. I, I think just maybe this was like within the last three weeks, you were on there and there was like a, it, it was like a, I don't know, maybe someone around my age, like late 20s, you know, a single mom. She had like her kids and shit. Oh, and yeah, she, yeah, she was yeah. repping somebody else on there. She was like, get him on there. And you were being real respectful, real, like giving her, her time to talk, giving her, her space to talk. So it, it's really more, you're not being a dick to these people to be a dick. You're just being real. You're going to hop on there. We're, Absolutely. You're, you're putting yourself out to, to be criticized. Exactly. You know what I mean? So. And a lot of people got to understand, like, in real life, this ain't even about this or the live. Everybody's not your motherfucking friend or your mama or your baby mm-hmm. mama. Everybody don't got to be babying you and all shit like that. And they shit. And yeah. they not. People have to recognize everybody's not going to protect your feelings in real life. Right. This is just a reality. It's not even being rude. It's just, I don't know you. You don't know me. I can only be honest and we have to move forward. I don't Every, owe you anything. I don't owe you uh, nothing. Yeah. So nobody has to sit down and give you a long, I have a dream speech and right. try to give you this long novel about, well, maybe this and this and that. And, and <laughs> that's just not reality. Right. And okay. unfortunately, reality just makes people pissed off. Yeah. Reality is pissed. The reality in real life, everybody ain't going to give a fuck about your feelings. They're going to tell you how they feel. They're going to move forward. Right. That's just life. And if you can't handle that, then shit, hey, it's going, it's going to be rough. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's a good point, too, because a lot of people will be like, oh, you never know what that person's going through. Why are you going to be rude yeah. to them? Why are you going to do all this shit? I've seen a ton of comments, even not even on the Thizzler Cypher at all, like, or Thizzler Cypher, the Thizzler Live or nothing like that. Like, just in general, a lot of people have like this, how you just said, they feel like people are owed something. You're owed yeah. this, like, conversational <laughs> safety. Like, they're not going to get on you if you fucking suck like if you're putting yourself out there you're, you're mind you you're right. walking on the show where essentially you're asking people for an opinion right it's a <laughs> like the, this is the show it's show one page. of the shows is called the Sealy live song review yeah. so when you're logging on here you're asking not only the opinions of me but the people in the comments right. so you can't ask for people opinion and then get mad when you don't get the opinion you want right. that's not real life so it's like you have to live in reality at some point, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you can't get on a, a, a like you can't go on American Idol and get mad if Simon be like this shit weak. <laughs> you you came on here for his opinion, especially when you're That's on real. the internet in specific too. Yeah, it's not like, like it's a real live crowd talking to you to where maybe they're gonna 
I don't know, hold hold their tongue a little bit more. It's like you're on the internet, yo. Yeah, like, that's true. Like you're being streamed on the internet. You know how toxic shit gets. You know, no holds barred. There's gonna be people on there, even if you are good, that are gonna shit talk you. So it's that's great key. To, and to I, life. especially on the gram, the gram, the gram's toxic. <laughs> yeah. Man, you got. To, but shit, that's the game though. Like yeah. I've learned in this music industry, shit. You actually need criticism. You need haters. Nobody yeah, no goes far if everybody's just positive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you need that. You need that. That is the promotion. The negativity is it sucks, but you kind of need it. Yeah. Not only is it fuel for you, but it actually promotes you. It gets people talking. It gets people interested to see what's going on. So it's part of the game. A yes man is not the best plan. Oh man, <laughs> facts. That's a fact. That's that, a that fact. Was my That's real. At a little, little one <laughs> <laughs> no, but but going past that though, so I mean, obviously, the live you've you've created somewhat of a, a character from those lives. You know what I mean, a lot of people would, yeah. would take you know what I mean, scissor hands. Where did all where did come, come from? from? I don't yeah. know, man. It's just when you fidgety, like you know what I'm saying. When you lie, because sometimes you get nervous, like. It's just you just get fidgety right. when you're doing a live show. To do, like, yeah, yeah, because it's a million and one thoughts going through your head. Right. You gotta who can I get on? What music should I play? Is I am is it dead air right now? Because when you're doing a live show, you don't want dead air because right. people are watching it live. So mm -hmm. once they get bored, they go on that quick. Attention spans are uh, fucking exactly. Yeah. So you gotta keep people engaged by any means necessary. And some right. you know, some scissors just real quick. It's just an engagement thing at this point. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Just keep people engaged. That's some a new, some more game. Keep people engaged right. when doing a live show. Because once they're not engaged, you lost them. No, totally. I mean, that's that's a great point. Facts. I, I kind of I didn't know if there was like a backstory to it. Like maybe. Nah, yeah, I'm, I mean, just, I'm just fidgety as a motherfucker. Now it's part of the brand. Yeah, yeah, it's part of the brand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, that's, that's classic. Um, before we get away from Thizzler too, so so how long have you been working with them? How long has it been now? Shit. I think since 2019, I believe. It might have been earlier than that. I think since 2019. Okay. Damn, I think, yeah, because I was working during the pandemic. Yeah. Did it start during the pandemic? The live is popped during the pandemic, for but sure, we was yeah. doing a live before the pandemic for okay, sure. Okay. We was doing a live before the pandemic, 2019 for yeah. sure. But it popped during the pandemic for sure, for sure. People was in the house. That shit went up. Yeah. That shit went up, up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, the pandemic definitely helped. The pandemic, it seems like it, it sprouted a lot of- New rappers. Yeah, rappers, <laughs> business ventures even, like yeah, different yeah. ways of operating on it the definitely internet. definitely Dog breeders. Yeah. <laughs> dog dog sellers. Yeah. Dog breeders. You know what I'm saying? The clothing brands. The pandemic inspired, inspired a lot of shit. It inspired yeah, a lot sure. of shit. There's rappers that probably dropped a fucking four videos in like a two-month span and then never dropped a video again. Not Man. Sure. Never, like, mm -hmm. Man. But shout real. out to everybody who took advantage of that opportunity to yep. create. Fact. You know what I'm saying? Right, because okay. if you're looking at life like that, like every negative situation, you figured out a way to capitalize and make it positive, you can't lose. Oh, man. I say all the time, man. 2019 I, or 2020, I shot the most videos of my life. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you can't lose. Like, if you just turning every negative into a positive, figuring out a way, figuring out the blessing in that lesson, you're going to be all right. For real. For real. Shout out to everybody who, who made some shape. Yeah. No, hell yeah. And then, uh, so actually, my bad. Still on Thizzler a little bit. Still on that topic. Like... He kind of touched on it a little bit, but I'm just curious. Is there any specific stories like regarding the live or maybe just you rub somebody the wrong way via the live that led to like some I mean, drama? it's so many stories, but in real life, I get a lot of love. Plus, I uh, I move accordingly, if really? you know what I mean. In real no. life, I move accordingly. But uh, something recently happened where it was a girl in the comments talking shit. Oh, I'm better than all these fools. I'm better than all these people. Okay. I'm better. I get her on fucking Fumble. terrible <laughs> okay, okay she okay. was absolutely fucking terrible so much so i posted it on my page 
the shit start going up. Okay. You know what okay. I'm saying? She DM me like, oh, I didn't know you was clowning me and I'm young and I'm new. Oh. So hold on. Before all, it was all this confidence. I'm better than all these yeah, fools. Then right. I post you. Now it's like, now you all in your feelings. What the fuck? I thought we was... <laughs> I don't know, but you know, I, I deleted it because I'm ne I'm never trying to hurt nobody. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That's never my intentions to hurt nobody. But shit, at the end of the day, I'm from the projects. If something is funny, I'm gonna laugh. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and act like something not funny because everybody in this overly sensitive Me Too movement ass era, right. I'm still gonna laugh at what's funny. I don't give a fuck. And if it's funny, it's funny. Respectfully, like I'm not trying to hurt you, but it's funny. And uh, I deleted it though. But that shit, yeah, she was mad. I felt bad because she felt bad, but shit still was funny. We'll see. I mean, I respect that. I mean, yeah. at least, at least, you know. I mean, not that that I necessarily agree with that. I mean, she probably should have had that shit blasted everywhere. Because if you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna boast like that, yeah, you deserve what's coming to you. But but no, I respect that. I, I was just curious. I figured maybe someone maybe tried to say something to you in public. Yeah, or something that's what I was curious to, you know what I mean? about. Nah, yeah. nah, 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 nah. Um. You know, uh, y'all got to recognize on the internet, everybody's tough as fuck. Keyboard the, warriors. Everybody Keyboard tough warriors. as fuck on the internet. Now, I'm not saying knock on wood, you know, I praise God, protect me. I pray all the time. So I hope nothing ever happened. But the reality of it is online, everybody's super fucking big boy macho. But when they see you in person and you're moving accordingly, it's, it's not that simple because nobody's want to crash out over no opinion. Right. Think about right. that. It, only an idiot would crash out because of the opinion of somebody else. I ain't killed none of your dead partners. Right. I ain't disrespected the dead. I ain't stole nothing from you. I ain't did nothing to you. All I gave was an opinion. I said, I didn't like it. Right. I ain't try to belittle you in no way. Now, if you want to crash out over that, you got to be a complete fucking moron. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we just stay prepared for complete fucking morons. But it ain't, yeah, it, on the internet, everybody's a complete fucking moron. But it, people value themselves in real life a little bit more than right. online. Yeah. And, and I mean, even off that too, so this is actually, we're going to get to the rest of the Instagram questions a little bit later, but I had one in specific that I wanted to bring up. Um, so you were on Adam KG and, and I'm at Sebastian's podcast mm -hmm. a little while back. And you had said something that super, like it resonated with me a lot because me and him, I've kind of dealt with certain situations like this. Uh, you had said before being hosts, before being video directors, before being business people, we're men first. Absolutely. Right? And you said uh, you have to set the tone first before anything else, right? Absolutely. So it's like being you know what i mean uh, my bad whoever can't respect business doesn't deserve to be doing business That's absolutely right, right. right? absolutely so, and i mean going off that i mean i guess i kind of just asked you this question but have you had situations where that it taught you that or was that already the mindset and you haven't really dealt with i'm, like I'm that? from the projects i so. come from this environment i was born and raised in it my family my loved ones my people are still in it so i understand as somebody who's not in it how to move accordingly that's why i often say my name is paul and all that gang banging is between y'all my name is bennett and i ain't in it I am not in none of y'all problems. I am here strictly to do my job. If you can't respect my job, stay away from me. I don't fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to keep real. it like that. Yeah. If we're going to get disrespectful, then we can handle that accordingly. But I'm not going to disrespect you. Don't disrespect me. And when you come like that, most people with sense can respect it. They understand I'm here to do a job. I'm here looking for talent. I don't want to be in none of y'all politics. Right. I'm going to stay out of this. And you learn that early, like. Because when you when you from the point or just when you from any impoverished neighborhood, you have to make that decision early in life. Right. 
12, uh, 13 years old, is you with the shit or is you not? Mm-hmm. Is you hanging on these corners? You 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 sliding on obvious? You doing this or you going to be in the house? You going to do your sports shit? You have to make that decision very early in life, sometimes earlier than that. Some people don't get the opportunity to make that choice, but me and my family got to make that choice and we chose we not on that. Right. We finna go, you know, be upstanding citizens. We not finna be hurting nobody, doing no dumb shit. So when you come from that, you recognize how to move. Like, I'm a man first. And as a man, I'm going to do my job. I'm not in your problems. I don't want nothing to do with this. And if you try to make it a problem, then it might be a problem. But we're not finna, we not looking for no problems. And we're going to avoid them at all costs. We're going to communicate. And if we can't communicate, we're going to separate. Right. Hell yeah, that's real. And that's a real. No. <laughs> not beautiful, though. I mean, beautifully said. I mean, we've been in situations where, I mean, dude, we're from the burbs. Like, we're just some random white dudes from the burbs. So, like, we, we would never be in a situation like that in general. But there's been plenty of times where it's like, Oh, you produce for this bread, now you're sending me beats, like, oh, or you shot for this bread, now you're meeting up with this bread to do a video. Mm. Well, what what do we have to do with that? Right. Like, no, please, please Nothing. don't. You know what I mean? At please all. don't affiliate us with somebody because we've done work. It's it's all that shit is that just for the birds. And just just I think people when they just battling a lot of internal demons, they try to project and deflect on everybody they can. Right. right. And right. some people when they when they're weak minded or when they like I said, battling things, they try to pull this bully method on people who they feel like they can right. push around. Right. Yeah. Since you seem like an easy target, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to flex my whatever power I think I have on you. Right. And once you let a nigga know, I'm not the one. Yeah. I'm not the one order to. We're not playing like that. I'm right. gonna take every necessary precaution. You know what I'm saying? And then they most people respect it. And if they don't, we just gonna separate. We're not gonna engage in no stupid shit like, okay, you're a dummy. You don't deserve to do business. Time to separate. Exactly. And then if they still wanna make it a problem, then we we deal with problems accordingly, but we take every necessary precaution to avoid issues, especially with people who who don't have it all here. Sure, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, no, I know what you mean for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, perfectly said. I mean, that's I had to bring that up because that that whole quote that you had said on there really resonated with me. Man, I know videographers yeah. and producers deal with it. Everybody, yeah, want, yeah. everybody sure. wants you to be their personal producer, their personal videographer. Oh, don't deal with nobody else. Got me fucked up. This person is offering me this thousand dollar, fifteen hundred, two thousand. Go and get that. No, I don't give a fuck about your feelings. We're not I got business real, to handle. Buddy. I got, nope. you know what I'm saying? I got business to handle. I don't got time for your feelings and your personal beef. Right. Man. So, do you remember the first live that Lil C Tell hopped on? Let's talk about well, it. Oh, yeah. He made a reel about it when I cut his he, dumb ass off. He did. You know uh, what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, he got on. There. Actually, no, no, no. See, this is what people don't know. I didn't cut him off. He cut himself off. Okay. Because okay. he fucked up. Cito cut himself off. But yeah, and he was all embarrassed. Because I'm like, show your face. <laughs> <laughs> and he got his face. Wait, 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 wait. So yeah, let's, let's walk us through it. Yeah, a wait, bit. hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so he hopped on and he rapped without showing his face, or he was just like, yeah, he, he, he was kind of like talking, or I think, I don't know if he was talking or rapping yet. Then I said, show your face. He shows, he pulls the camera down. At first, I see the swoop. Then I see the glass. <laughs> the beaver swoop. I the swoop. lost it. I said, <laughs> The swoop is crazy. Oh, that man. is crazy. That man, is crazy. He was hella nervous, so he started rapping. Then he fumbled, and Cito clicked himself off. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So, a lot of people think I clicked him off. Cito actually clicked himself off. He actually sent me that clip actually recently. That was so funny. <laughs> That was so funny. That was hella funny. But then after that, I let him get on more and more and let him get jiggy. And then he, you know, everything happened. Right. My, my follow-up question to that was like, how cool has it seemed to see, or how cool has it been to uh, see such growth from him? You know what I mean? Like where he's at now. Has it been, 
do you guys have any kind of a, like a relationship? Yeah, at all? Cito like, FaceTime me all the time. Yeah, because yeah. I, I seen you comment one time, and you were like, it was on, it was on a physical post or something like that, and then you were like, a lot of artists could learn from Cito on like, yeah, like, didn't take it personal. Like I'm that. assuming, like, yeah, like, was, nah, yeah, yeah. like people would be like. Shout out to bro that nah, I don't want to get that nigga no credit because he like making YouTube videos. About <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, but a lot of niggas think somebody has something against Cito or hey, how the fuck can I hate on somebody that I helped? People have to recognize this. In order to get on the Thizzler Live, I have to get you on there. Mm-hmm. I am the only person who can approve you to get on there. Yeah. So me getting this person on there continuously and he doing his thing is me helping him. I'm trying to give him help. And he utilized that help, got on the cypher, went viral from the cypher, just got off tour with YG, finna be at South by Southwest next week performing, you know what I'm saying? Got songs with Blueface all from the live. This is the fact. He will tell you this. He went on No Jumper and said it. Yes, you know, C. Lee, you know, uh, clicked me off at first or I got clicked off. I came back, started going crazy, started going crazy, started going crazy. They put me on the cypher, went up. And he blew up. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he still get on the live. Yeah. He still get on the live. He still FaceTime. He still call me. Lil Cito got something that a lot of people don't uh, have. He got work ethic. Lil Cito is not going to sit and complain when things not going his way. I'm not going to get mad. I'm going to keep working. And that's what he did. Keep working, keep working, keep working. And it worked. Right. And he probably, not 10 times out of 10, he's going to be on a cypher this year. Probably going to kill it. And uh, he, like again, he... Gonna go viral again. You know what I'm saying? If he go crazy, he might. Oh yeah. god! Big shout out to Lil Cito. Um, and then just just last last. He ending. get a lot of hate too. Cito get a lot of hate. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this yeah, too. I mean, before, before we leave Lil Cito, do you think it's because he's a white boy? I think because people don't it's believe. Part of it. I think people it's because people don't believe what he's saying. It's because of how he looks. Right, right, like, right, right. But that's not fair because. A lot of bros don't mean with Man, like, right, right, if right. we gonna hold him accountable, hold everybody yeah, accountable. Yeah, that's lying. That's real. You can't only hold certain people accountable. That's not fair. But and I want to talk about this later. People in this industry, we got to start operating like adults and not children. Meaning, you don't get to uh, accountability is for everybody, not just right. certain parties. You don't get to hold this person accountable and not hold them accountable. Everybody has to be held accountable. If you picking and choosing, then you playing favorites or you you know you're you're lying to a certain degree. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's not that's not honorable. But what's your question? It, it, I mean, there's there's a whole point to it too about like the. The, the art of it, right? I mean, because at the end of the day, I mean, you got people fighting cases right in fucking Supreme Court right now over the art, the lyrics of mm-hmm. the music, right? So, like, it's kind of, are we going to look more into the lyrics when it's this guy versus this guy? It's, right. Are we going to not do it at all? Are we going to always do it? It's a tough little balancing act, I feel like, everyone is trying to figure out right now. Oh, for that, sure. That spectrum. Like, I, we always talk about this on here, but I'll, I'll even say it again. It's like, you know, We've talked about doing a podcast for like three, four, some years now, even like back then, even when we didn't even necessarily have a platform of ourselves, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And we always talked about it. And so like once we first started getting into it, when we, cause you're totally right, you know, you definitely get those guests where it's just like, uh, it just seems like the episode's not really necessarily getting anywhere. You know what I yeah, mean? Really you like pulling teeth to yeah. get any answer and it's but, like, damn. But when you get those, when you get those good episodes and you get a, like, you, I get to edit it, fully watch it over. We get to fully watch it over all that. That's a really fulfilling, like, absolutely that, for sure is. It brings me back to like when I first started shooting music videos. You know what I mean? What got me into like where I am today. So I can say, I feel like that in specific is kind of a big reason why it like 
with the long form content, even though we're not necessarily in a long form content space anymore. You know what I mean? Like, especially with TikTok and stuff like that, we kind of still continue to do it because like that was just the love for absolutely, you know I mean? absolutely, like, absolutely. And uh, if I was to ever do one, I wouldn't do one artist based. I would just talk to regular people on some soft yeah. white underbelly shit. That's fine. I like episodes, what he do. Episodes like yours. I mean, not that you're a regular person. I don't want to put it put the title on it like that. But the fact that you're not an artist or you're not a mm-hmm. you know someone who like you it's been a great conversation so far you know what i mean i mean the, your conversation the uh the rare artists like a stunner man i'm sure you met stunner yeah man that's, my guy. that's my one, guy one of my other favorite episodes too just like beautifully you know what i mean conversation goes beautifully eloquently spoken like just spitting game to everybody the entire time it's it's rare to find them but again appreciate you coming exactly <laughs> you know <what> exactly I mean? <laughs> exactly yeah no but hell yeah so, so going off that right so we got all all the fizzler stuff out um or let me ask this last one so regarding that last thing we were talking about the Cito thing uh, is has have you had any other similar situations like other artists you maybe yeah. discovered and then it branches off to something you see them grow and yeah like create a relationship with yeah, uh, yeah honestly a lot of the producers like a lot of these 16 okay. 17 year old producers are getting uh cypher placements yep. they're Go getting crazy. uh they're getting artist placements like with some of the top artists in the bay um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these, a lot of, and I, I don't know exactly which ones because this to be playing like hide and seek, but I'll hear somebody on the live. Next thing I know, I heard them on Sloby album. Right. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, I heard them on Jock album or Ye be in the live trying to get beats or, you know, so a lot of these producers be getting a lot of help. But outside of that, they be selling a lot of beats. So yeah, they get yeah. on there, play a slap. Next thing you know, they done made four five hundred dollars off thirty seconds of work getting on the live because somebody didn't bought that beat. One of these artists. Yeah. That's what I like. I like making people money. Right. I like okay, yeah, you didn't got on this live, played thirty seconds to a minute of this beat, and now you going up. Like it's a tw- it's two twelve year old producers, uh, Mike and another one, Beats by the Beast. Beats by the Beast got hella oh, yeah. placements Shout now. Out Beats by the Beast. I'm, I got a lot of work. He got there, hella sure. placements now. Started from the live. He started, you know, going crazy on the live. People believed in him, followed him. Tapped in, it was twelve years old and generating income off beats. That's hella that good. Crazy. Really, when people. you can get four five hundred to beat at twelve years old, just That's imagine crazy. when you eighteen, nineteen, twenty, you can literally yeah. create an income off beats and have a fan base. Like that's hella important. So that's what I like. Them producers be going crazy, but it'd be a lot of artists too, like Booga and a lot of different artists. You know what I'm saying? Be coming through the live. But Booga's the one that that made the diss on you, right? Yeah, Booga definitely the one that made the diss. Yeah, Booga definitely made the diss. Definitely shout out to Booga. <laughs> Yeah, no, I told Thizzler to post it. I was gonna bring that up earlier. I hella yeah, I told yeah. I told Thizzler to post it. Post that shit. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Shit went viral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's that's funny. I mean we, we could get off the whole Thizzler topic, but I mean there's a lot of a lot of shit to soak up there. I mean for, for sure. anyone trying to you know make their way, Thizzler is a is a platform. It's gonna I mean at least to in my experience. I mean I've had like ups and downs working with them. I've had certain little situations. Everyone like what? Go opinion. into it. Come on, talk about it. Well, no, no. With, with I mean, I don't want to get too specific on it because I already got too specific on it in one episode. <laughs> but regarding payment, mm. regarding credits, regarding and that's I mean that's more on the back end of stuff. I'm not trying. To, I'm not here to shit talk nobody necessarily, but I think they could do better there. I got one. Okay, I, educate I, me. I, educate me on on the I payment thing. Who is responsible? Once you give an artist a beat, who is responsible to pay you? Tyrese. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the artist was responsible. I thought because no. the artists get a budget. So whenever I, I'll say like whenever what if, I, whenever what if I get locked a, up, 
I don't know. I'm asking. I'm, I'm asking <laughs> so, to be so, yeah, yeah, I don't know so, everything so, so, I'm asking. So when I, I'll say for videos in specific, right? If I get a video, I'll get the payment from Thizzler. Like, I, like specifically, like their their cash app will send me the. Not it'll be. Like I'm trying to get Tyrese per, on here too. By the, the, the person, way. the person that I shoot for will specifically say like, oh yeah, either I got you right now, I'm about to text bruh, or I got you in like 30 minutes or whenever you get home, like, I'm about to text him when my phone turns on or whatever, because they have to let them know specifically like. You know what I mean? Send it. Or, that's or a, that's even, some videos specifically. Yeah, yeah. About, and, and I'm not, like I said. So how does it work with Beats then? Is it the same thing? So Beats, I mean, regarding any beat that I've sold to Thizzler or sold to an artist of Thizzler, Tyrese has paid me. You know what I mean? And again, I'm not trying to blast him. Tyrese is a good guy. But there's been plenty of problems, whether it's crediting somebody on a post. You got to understand, when you're a producer, we don't have the content of videographers. We're posting videos every day. It's like I'm posting screen recorded Beats trying to make a little, a dime, you know what I mean? Off a, off a beat that I'm selling. Yeah. A Thizzler post with my name tagged on it saying I produced it when I did is, is huge. You know what I'm saying? Like if they're not gonna give me the credit, if they're not gonna give my guys the credit, our other, cause we have a bunch of producers under our, our name, the Bernie Trico name, okay. we have like probably eight producers. There's been a handful of problems, you know what I mean? So but, can, can, who's responsible to get that information to Thizzler? I'm literally asking, me. cause I'm, so you tell them I produced this and yes. they're supposed to give you the credit. Yes. I didn't know that. I thought the artist was responsible for making yeah. sure you got paid. What, what, what Is I'll it say, the same with Empire too? Empire probably has a better way of going about it because they probably have people that their day-to-day work is doing these these small, odd jobs. You know what I mean? Like, oh, who produced this song? Who who are the co-producers on the song? Like, who, who are we paying, right? Who are we crediting? Uh, small shit. You know what I mean? It, it's all like the... Uh, it's like the yard work when you're, you're fucking raking the leaves outside. That small shit you don't want to do. I'm sure that's what it is in correlation to like a label and shit, right? I don't work for a label, so I don't necessarily know. But there's been plenty of times where it's like because I'm thinking because uh, I don't I, that, I don't deal with that side of the business right, at all. Right, right. I thought Thizzler was like Empire, just a distribution company, and as a distribution company, they send a check to the artist, and the artist supposed to distribute the money nah it, honestly even with guys like jock i mean tyrese has paid me and jock like he i was paid while jock was not incarcerated right for another example is rented up jaybo's another guy signed by thizzler he's currently locked up at the moment and there was problems getting payment from him still haven't gotten paid off one song from him like th- there's there's plenty of things and again i'm not trying to bash thizzler it's the truth but, nigga. it's not but, bashing but it, no but it is a little bit because it's kind of like dirty laundry i'm airing out to people that don't necessarily need to know the business but i'm kind of just saying like it's uh it, that's that's why i barely touched on it because it's like i've had my up and ups and downs with thizzler but for the most part it's been it's been purely professional can i give you a petty one this is, is kind of I'm, I'm just being real this, this is just kind of petty of me but educate <laughs> come on listen, this I'm, right, I'm trying to learn i i because i can't I, I there's definitely been like like some other like there's only been like other reasons I, I can't think of either i wish i had like a bigger bigger reasons but this one in specific was just like i just remember thinking like what the fuck uh, when i did the the ebk jabo video deathbeds mm-hmm. okay and when it got uploaded i realized something a week later i look at the video and i'm like wait a minute my intro's not in there i have an intro, oh, cut the intro in all my, in all yeah. my videos right I'm like wait a minute my intro's not in there it goes from the thizzler the the beginning intro and it just goes straight to the because my intro was like before the song even started. You yeah. know, there's no like audio. The computer like, and stuff. Exactly, it had like its own little audio for it. So they just cut it out and just had the song playing. And I go back to like videos that were Dizzler artists in specific, like that were you know that they had their own like little distribution like contract or whatever it was. Whenever it was those artists, it would be the same thing. My intro would be taken out. But if it was just someone that just you know paid to just get it uploaded or they weren't like a specific Dizzler artist, you know what I mean? It would just be regular. 
And why that, is that? I never knew. I have and, no idea. Why? And, like, is that the, and again, I have to ask, is that the artist or is that Thizzler? So, so let, let me say this and then we'll, we'll kind of figure that out, right? So like another example too is uh, Prod by Rai Rai, right? Shout out to him. He's going to do a podcast soon. He's one of I our know Rai Rai. Yeah, Rai yeah, yeah he's one of our producers. Um, so he got a recent placement. I mean, it's not out yet, but on this new Jock album that's about to drop, he has a placement on there. I think it has like two other producers on there. So it's three producers. I understand that's kind of a... For the engineer, I'm sure that's kind of annoying having to place three tags and the fuck whatever. But his tag actually got removed, and he heard the final mix, which you know, at the end of the day, as producers, we're so much on the back end, and there's a few of us that you know show face and they have brands of their own. But for guys that are still trying to build, having your tag on a song, that's about eighty percent of the battle right there. Once the song comes out, I mean, yeah, you got the back end handled. You, okay, you got paid for the beat, whatever, what have you. But if your your tag, if you don't have that to show for it, it's almost like you're taking half of the. Yeah the the medal that you won for that you, you get what i'm saying yeah like, i know what you're it's, saying. it's kind of like it, it takes away from the uh i earned this like this artist liked the beat that i had a part in but right but these guys who had nothing to do with the song being made took my shit out and, and so who are y'all communicating with when you when when if a tag or something that's what, is, I, that's what i was gonna say who do y'all right? talk to so, so when we're, when only first time i talking about, talk to is tyrese yeah yeah same same <laughs> same by the way but so let's like let's talk about like you ask you're like okay well in that situation like do you think it's the artist do you think it's the there's, there's no I'm telling you right now there's no single way Jabo was behind a computer yeah. taking out my intro yeah, yeah you yeah. know what I mean the like, artist has nothing oh to no do with I it. know that part but yeah. did, I mean are they requesting it or is, is the, are they running this think, by the artist and that's something do... that never got that, then I think the big part of this is that's something that never got ran by me is that I just sent the, I just sent the video off and then that happened. And then coincidentally, J-Ball also got locked up. So it's like, I'm not even contacting the artist after that anyways. It's but. like, you're not going to make an issue out of it. You know <clears> what <throat> I mean? Like, it's like, we're, we're going to be cordial businessmen. It's like, all right, it doesn't, I still did the video. Like, right. All right. Like, I still made the beat. All right. And but it's, it's like, like, at the time, why couldn't we just operate at the best possible, you know what I mean? Like, uh. Why couldn't we operate the best possible? Right, right. I, 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 was, I would look deeper into that because I wonder if it's contractual or something like that. I would really like to know yeah. what's more what's more to that because I, I've never I never even knew none of what y'all right. talking about. I really didn't. So it's, I'm it's not like, like it's questions. a lot of small like real. Specific. I really didn't. I have talked to somebody who said that they're they're in the same like a similar situation where they had their intro and their intro has a sound to it and but they asked him to to to, to put it in like the back or like the very end of the song type shit, but. Me, I like never working I never, with them. Like we'll keep right, it in, but do this. Right, me, I never, I, I never got that though. I just, I, I got it cut, and it sucks. So I found out super late. Like I said, I went back to all those videos that I seen that were like this artist versus the people who weren't, and I, that's when I noticed it. And I was like, damn, it's been a while. Like not a while, but it's probably been like a couple months that you know what I mean. It's been happening. Yeah. That so when you reach out and try to ask this, what's the response y'all getting? I didn't even get a response. Mine's like this. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, you know I mean, like it's, I would, it's uh, not not again, and, and I'm gonna keep rephrasing or uh, saying this over and over again. Like it's it's all love for Thizzler. Thizzler's done a lot for us. They've helped us in, in plenty of times. There's just been a few interesting. I want because I wonder because that's uh, why that's why I started off with like it's it, it's it's really like that's why I mentioned it, like or that's why I say it's like some petty shit. Like, yeah, it's it's a, the, little, I, I wonder if it's an algorithm thing too, because like having hella intros on the YouTube sure. videos could probably affect the, the you know the algorithm. I don't know. I'm literally don't know, but that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I really didn't. You know what I'm saying? But me personally, if I'm y'all, this is just my advice. Uh, I would reach out right yeah reach out hey put my shit in there i mean if that, if that's a problem for y'all reach right. out to them and, and fix it i'm not gonna lie at the, what, what? or talk to the artist be like look if i'm gonna work with you look i need this or my price is gonna be this Wait, you i mean essentially it's business in business everything you have to negotiate everything right so you have to negotiate right. if i'm gonna do this video my intro stays in regardless you, you know what's a you know it's funny how, how i ended up combating that was 
what I ended up doing, and basically all, like all my videos now, when I started, is my intro, it starts with the audio of the song. And what's, oh. and what's funny is when I did that, now nothing changed. Now it's their intro plus my intro, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Business. You but know what I'm saying? Though, you know what I mean? You got to find, hey, sometimes Again, you got to find loopholes. That's, that's how we have to maneuver in business. We have right. to find solutions to these problems. Right. Um, yeah, because that's very interesting. That's very, very interesting. Yeah. It's something that I, obviously because of that, I don't worry about now. I you wonder know, if all people like do that. that. I wonder if all platforms rock like that. It's. I'm sure like if you're talking like someone like an empire, I'm sure, and I haven't done any work for no empire artist. I'm not at that point yet, but I would assume that would be something that's discussed. You know what I mean? Like that's something that is held within conversation with the people that are involved right. with the song. Hey, I disagree. Video. I disagree with that one. Hell no. Well, well that's the thing. No I'm label saying, exec is if, about to be talking to a producer or a videographer. I think that's the artist. I'm you saying- You have to discuss that with the artist. Well, so that's what I'm saying. So if, right? So if the intro was purposely cut out, if the tag was purposely removed, I don't think the artist is doing that. I don't think the artist is requesting- I think it's the artist's decision though. I think the art because these artists have contractual obligations and you don't know what's in that contract. Sure. Yeah. You don't know like if if all their visuals have to be Dizzler excuse, exclusive right. or Empire exclusives of visuals. I don't know what's in the contract. Right, right, right. But I'm sure because these artists, you know, have certain deals, certain things have to be presented a certain way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I would think like why cause I know ain't no exec at Empire finna sit down with no videographer or no producer. It's like too small business for them to really exact even handle. Empire I totally get got that. African artist that's doing eighty thousand fans. They <laughs> right, not finna right. sit with a producer and go over your tag or with a videographer and go over that. So I would think the artist would have to speak up and say something like, I get, I get you. It, it's a great point. Because all it's of these kind of, I feel like there is still an argument to both sides. Though. I feel like if, if, we, and, if, we, and, if we had an example from like an empire or if we had more, you know what I mean? From that yeah. side, we'd be able and to. And I don't know. Like, I'm speaking ignorantly because I don't know, but right, I'm just, right. I'm As just, are we to be honest. Yeah. With you Honestly, facts. here's what I'm going to say. These are still independent artists. These are not signed artists with 360 deals to know Atlantic and all that. These are independent artists and an independent artist is still the boss of his own company so so let's let's touch on that a little bit so so you have some knowledge to it of course right? yeah a little like, bit like how does that work because i don't have any like as far as i like- thought to my knowledge and i don't know because i don't deal with that part of business i don't get paid for that so i don't know but yeah. what i do know is i well i thought it was empire and thizzler are distribution companies mm. so they Cut checks and the artist is still the boss of their own company. What you up? are still the boss. The boss is responsible for making the final decisions on a, on a career. What right. I will say that's is that's what I thought, but I could be wrong. Right, right. I'm, I'm working with working with uh, Empire artists. I will say for the most part, from what I can think, I, I can't think of necessarily any situations where yeah, I'm not I'm not working with necessarily anyone that's just like i'm always working with the artists you know what i mean i'm always like with that specific conversation remains between you two yeah exactly like like maybe maybe it's a producer that works for empire who's doing you know like a tape or something like maybe that's the you know like the one out of the situation but most of the time it's always with the with the artist in specific and then you know what i mean figuring out figuring out with them and maybe they got a manager or something that's what i was thinking because these are independent artists still that's in the when you're independent artist you are the boss you make the final decisions on everything right so that's why I'm like, what the fuck? I, the artist should be speaking up for, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I get what y'all saying, though. Like, yeah, people are accountable. For, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's accountable. In my opinion, everybody got to be held accountable. At the end of the day, uh, if the, if you did work with this artist and you con- and you deal directly with this artist, I believe an artist has to 
Hey, he want this, this want that. I worked with him. He's and he got to communicate that. Small little yeah, things. he got yeah, it because yeah. you still an independent artist and you still the boss. Right. They this their work for you. You right. know what I'm saying? Like that's how I thought, but I could be wrong. Like I don't know contracts, so again, I don't know. So I'm just in an that's ideal, interesting though. In an ideal world, I think what all three of us are saying, all four of us are saying, are, are that's probably how it should go. But I think there's probably just a few things that probably get you know. They get lost in the wash. Like, right. Very true. And it's also, yeah. it's a, I feel like it also has to do like with the environment too. Like they're also trying to bring up, you know, a lot of, like a lot of the artists around There's here, you know, are, on some, are on some fuck shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, right. so like I, I could definitely, I could definitely see that playing a part. You know, hell yeah. But hey, shout out to Fizzler. It's all I, th love I think that was, that was very informative for me. I'm glad I got to learn something. <laughs> That's interesting. I got to learn something new. I didn't know that. Hey, Tyrese, get on here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let me get on. Yeah, yeah tell, oh God. Tell, tell, him, tell him. Tell him. Yeah, I had a whole conversation with him. He's debating if it's the right move. Uh, tell him it's the right move. Yeah, you should. Tell you, you, <laughs> I'm gonna talk to him. You should be the one to tell him it's the let's, right move. Let's chop some, chop some shit up. But uh, you know, moving on from there, let's let's go to the questions from Instagram. I think it's a good time for that. We have a few of them. Um, they might be kind of random. You might have answered them already, but just let's do our best here. So the first one is from uh, Danny Slap Two K. Shout out to him. Um, any marketing strategies that you have used or still use to grow your brand that you'd be willing to to put us on game about? Collaborations, Danny Slap, get on the live. Uh, get on the live consistently. Uh, you're going to sell beats for sure if you got dope beats and you're going to get followers. Uh, collaborations, collab with people, do media. Um, I drove an hour and 20 minutes all the way out here to come do media yes, in the rain. Appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? And I, you know, y'all don't owe me nothing. I don't owe y'all nothing. I, I ain't wasn't trying to boast. But the reality of it is you have to do media. You have to do podcasts. I don't give a fuck if it do three views, 3,000 views or 3 million views. Get out there and Facts. do media. Go create some content Facts. and, uh, you know, and be consistent about it. And you're going to be all right. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, great answer. Let's go to this next one. So prod.lnacho. Uh, Shout asks, out to Nacho. <laughs> v Nacho. How long did it take to get the ball rolling with Thizzler Live and how it worked? Did you become the host of Thizzler Live once you had built up your own brand? Yes, I already had my own brand. I already had my own clothing brand. I already had my own show. And then I just went on a Thizzler and did what I did. And it, and honestly, the show kind of took off immediately. Mm -hmm. um, but then uh, if I'm being honest, it has dips too, because nothing is always up, up, up. It has dips and you got to figure out new marketing strategies to get it back going right. in the right direction. But uh, yeah, the show kind of took off immediately. But before the show, I already had a lot of hours I put in just doing my own thing that prepared me for Thizzler. So it did just, I didn't come in there and just popped off, but I already had experience doing live shows. I already had experience dealing with people and talking to people from reading books and all that type of shit. So, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I was, I was getting prepared. God was preparing me for that. Stayed ready. So you didn't have to get ready. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, I stayed ready. So I didn't have to get ready for sure. Yeah. No, hell yeah. And then uh, next one would be young scoop. Uh, what would it take for you to get behind an artist and help him get out there? I, I'm not sure. Is that in your your forte? Is that like something that you're I get that a lot. Shout out to uh, Stretch. Stretch is one of the biggest managers in Northern California. He managed. He was managing Sage. He managed 24K Gold. And Stretch always asking me to manage for me to get behind an artist. That artist would have to be um, first honorable because when you're dealing with management especially with Northern California artists, just artists in general, a lot of it is handshake deals. There's really no contracts because these artists don't want to sign contracts. Right. I don't want to put all this work in with somebody and then when the money come, they run off. 
Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So before anything, you would have to be an artist with some honor. Sure. Meaning w- when the money come, if Empire come with a bag or if somebody come with a bag, we going to bust that, ba- that bag down accordingly and not, I help you get to this point and you run off. Right. Honor is first before any and everything. You know what I'm saying? Because I've seen that. Whew. That's, y'all wow. need to get Rim on here. Y'all need to get Rim on here. And I'm a, we going to, yeah, I'm off camera. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so honor is first and obviously charisma and talent. But again, if I'm going to deal with somebody, you got to be willing to be like, if I say this is weak, you're not taking it personal. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. If mm-hmm. if I'm saying it's weak, then you putting out this, and it's not doing no reaction. I'm not only saying it's weak, the people saying it's weak right. now. So we have to make adjustments. Right. If you can't take that, it's, it's impossible to deal with you. And that's huge, too. That that one I'll even speak on, too, because it's like I used to engineer a little bit, too. I was recording a lot of artists and stuff, and they working at a studio. It's like you can't be in any lane like this, even if you're shooting videos, shooting pictures, doing videos, making beats. Regardless of if you're an artist, of course, it's kind of what I'm more speaking on. But it's like if you can't take the criticism, if you're going to take it personally, if you're going to have a problem with somebody because they tell you your shit could be better. You have a problem. Like because, that, that's your problem. Because timing is so important in this industry. So like, let's say you catch a record, and this record is catching some buzz. It's doing something. They playing in the clubs. It's doing something. That follow-up record matters. Right. You don't want to strike out oh, yeah. on this follow-up record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or you don't want to go in a totally different lane. You came with some party shit. Now you want to come with some super heartfelt shit, and it's throwing the people completely off, and it's not what they wanted from you. So you got to be willing to listen to somebody around you or people around you to know, okay, this lane is working. Let's keep going with this, and let's keep building off this, and not, nah, I feel like going to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. Now you put this other record out. It falls flat. Now we back to ground zero. Because right. People right. like now you look at that as the one hit wonder. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you your follow up record, it ain't even got to be as good as the first one, but it got to be a good record. It got to be something that's gonna hit the people. You know what I'm saying? Right. And motherfuckers don't be listening. It, it, just random question. You ever play baseball? Oh, in eighth grade. I know you played baseball. Of course, Slugger. who's the fourth in your batting lineup? Oh, uh, the guy who smacks the home runs, right? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, shortstop, sure. right? No, well, it's really in the guy. In the guy, it's the sluggers. The yeah, guy the, who yeah. hits those home runs. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fourth, the fourth today. If yeah, your definitely. third song that you drop is your hit, you gotta have that next one lined oh, no, up facts. to really to really get the most out of that third one. You know what I mean? Like you gotta get yeah. the most out of the beginning of your lineup. If you're gonna drop all this, you gotta have that. Hey, people don't realize that. that my hey, people don't realize. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the timing matters, and you know you got to be willing to get out your feelings and emotions for that timing. And artists are emotional, so right. that's the whole thing. Yeah, hell yeah, no, great it. answer, great answer. A, a baseball, a baseball lineup is actually very similar to a, to an album yeah, on, how, yeah. on how it goes totally. down. And when it really comes down to it, I swear to God, 100. percent And then uh, next one would be from Guap Get a Chris. That's actually one of our guys. Shout out. Who are your top five favorite rappers at the moment? I get that question all the time. I, I still don't know. What's the what's the ox looking like? Who you, who you slapping uh, right now? Shit, I be slap. I slap a lot of R and B. I don't really Me listen too. to rap okay, music okay. that much. Um, I do, but I listen to R and B more. But Wayne, Jeezy, uh, Hove, um, Pac, and probably damn Wayne, Jeezy, like Blast, Pac. Oh, I was to a lot of blast actually. I listen to a lot of blast actually. Yeah, I listen to a lot of blast. That's a good one. That's who I'm listening to a lot. I listen. Yeah, I listen to a lot of blast. Well, there you go. Hell yeah. So quick one for that one, and then last one. This one's a little sillier, but from Andre Legend. That's actually one of our producers. I got a two part after this, but you go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
he asked cereal first or milk first shit i've i've learned i'm lactose intolerant i'm not eating no i ain't drinking no milk i take that takes time i avoid that question i'm cool i stop fucking around and if i do I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go cereal first, but I stop fucking around. I gotta. I gotta take my diet real serious. That shit will fuck up a day. Cereal Man. first. Drinking yeah, that milk. That shit will fuck your day up. I was gonna say I seen you doing the fitness thing on Instagram too. That yeah, I've been fucking around, man. I'm trying to really uh, take my body to another level right now. So. You know, try to get my gut down and get my muscles up. So I'll be working out a lot. But Health is wealth. You know, definitely. I'm trying to get it right. That's another thing I've learned in this industry. Aesthetic is important. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your look is Huge. important. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So if you want to last in this industry, you know, some fat motherfuckers can make it, but not everybody look good fat. So you got to, and I'm <laughs> one of real. them. I'm not a pretty fat motherfucker. So I, I got to get it right because, you know, you got to essentially be, uh, you know, appealing to the eye right. if you're going to be on cameras and I got movies to shoot and podcasts to do. So you got to, you got to be looking right in this motherfucker. So if you don't believe that, believe it you know what i'm saying if you want to last in this industry your aesthetic matters like yeah. your, your visual matters if you want to be an ugly motherfucker go ahead but ugly motherfuckers don't last long <laughs> and, and, and even even like just natural energy wise too right like just being in better shape i've noticed because i mean i've had plenty of times where i'm ups and i used to play a lot of sports when i was younger and mm -hmm. shit. i've had fatter moments chubbier moments like leaner moments and it's like you will naturally do better work more work You'll be ready to do more work if you're in a healthier state physically. Like Absolutely. 100%. You know what I mean? It's, Absolutely. It's, you got to just do it to know what I'm talking about. Like, Absolutely. For surely. Um, and that, that ends all the Instagram questions. Um, but just going off that too, like, I mean, it, regarding your own brand, regarding your own, you know, uh, path to success here. Like, like, what do you got planned for the future? Like, me, I want to, uh, I want to become a trainer at some point. I want to okay. become a trainer, then probably open up my own small gym Dope. in the future. Fun. So that's one thing I want to do. Uh, another thing is I want to take my talents and I want to get more into tech. I want to get more into politics. I want to, I want to use this and expand in different lanes. I don't want my whole life to just be hip hop because facts, I just believe facts. my talent is just greater than that. You know what I'm saying? I love and my knowledge that. is a, is a lot is a lot greater than that. So I, I really want to. Um, I want to do that. Then, shit, I'll give y'all a story, a financial story. Let's talk uh, about it. I learned, and this would really let me know I wanted to be in tech. So, a tech company paid me a good amount of money to promote their brand. It was like a delivery company. It was a startup tech delivery company, right? They paid me to promote their brand, and it was just a, a, a it was a starter deal, meaning they just want to see how I was going to do. Right. They starter deal deal money was greater than. They, you know, anything you're going to get in hip hop. Oh, yeah. They got so much money in tech, they canceled my deal because I'm pretty sure some of the content I put out was a little too ratchet for them. Okay. It okay. was too urban for them. You that know what I'm sense. saying? And when other people got a hold of it, they like, yeah, take everything down with our brand, but we got so much money, we still going to pay you in full for the entirety of the deal. Oh, I okay. said, God damn, y'all okay. canceled the deal and still paid me in full. That's where I need to be. That's exactly yeah, yeah, where yeah, I need yeah, to yeah. be. It's a lot of money over there. Right. And, I, you know, I recognize, you know, a lot of people in hip hop don't really even know about that. And I want to just bring more notoriety to other shit that's going on. We in the Bay Area, tech is our backyard and so yep. many people don't know right. about Gosh. none of the money, none of the resources, nothing that's going on. It's like- As of right now, it's kind of two different worlds. It's yes. two different worlds and we need to figure out a way to get into that world because, you know, it, we shouldn't be this broken hip hop while tech people are got downtown high, high rises all in the city in Oakland and shit like that and we sitting here- 
you know what I'm saying? everyone knows these rappers. Yeah. Everybody exactly. Knows like motherfuckers around. on Instagram begging to get paid for a verse. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or doing hella verse deals. More out yeah, there. Yeah, no, it's not, yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing wrong with that. It's just essentially like if you had access to more information, you wouldn't even have to do that. that that's yeah. what I was going to get to too. It's like how big do you think it is to, to you know, really educate the masses as far as like being literate in those fields like being those, those fields being more accessible because i'm sure where you know where you grew up it wasn't necessarily a uh, it wasn't a com- it wasn't a common goal like to nah, get, to it wasn't to start an app or you know right. get in tech it wasn't so it's important for artists to like know that because now you can take your rap money and diversify it and get into something else you can go see what's needed in hip-hop and go start an app right. you know what i'm saying just like somebody in the bay should have been started what's the shit called united masters that mm-hmm. app that right, distribution right, company right. somebody in the bay should have did that because this is the home of empire and it's the home of tech that's like the indie distribution company, yeah right? so somebody like, yeah. in the bay should have did that you know what i'm saying but we don't have that information so we didn't know so it took from somebody already in the industry to do it but again it's other opportunities that's going to present themselves but you got to be knowledgeable on how to flip your money you know what i'm saying instead of buying yes. a chain a motherfucker can go start a whole app or a whole business or go buy a venue for motherfuckers to perform at just different shit you know what i'm saying like and i think that's important to know and i want to be able to like kind of if not if not merge the two go get that game and that money and bring it back to hip-hop right facts beautifully said again hell yeah Hey, I mean, you know what? Unless, uh, did you want to, you know, give any shout outs? Anything else you want to shed some uh, man, light shout on? out to y'all, man. Shout out to Rim. Shout out to everybody, man. I appreciate y'all having me on. You know what I'm saying? Good episode, man. I had a good conversation. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate this is a great it, man. episode. Yeah, this is a good For one, sure. man. Definitely a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, that's another, uh, that's a burning tree conversation with C. Lee. Yeah. With Ev Shot That. Shout out to the sponsor. Shout out to the sponsor. Shout out to Sharky's 408, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, we might as well jump into some of these, too. Shout out to Sharky's 408. Shout out to 34 Exotics. Yes, sir. What's the address? Oh, it's a 226-2645 Center Road, San Jose, California. Smoke Shop. 34 exotics get get whatever you need man they got uh, no 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 they all just uh like exotic snacks coolest smoke shop in the world they got the exotic snacks for you they got the glass they got the smokables they got everything you need shout out to brahim shout out to 34 exotics and uh you know what that's a burning tree conversation man thank you yes sir